Hello, and welcome to something that I kind of swore I would never do. That's right, it is the Infinity Tier List time. I'm here this evening with Nick from Lost of Pennant Podcast. Nick, say hello. Hello, Rob. How are you this evening? I'm good, and thank you for this opportunity. Uh, absolute pleasure. So you did... Uh... Basically, the, the genesis of this comes from the Infinity Global Facebook page where someone was asking for a tier list, one did not exist, you berated them somewhat, and I uh, said, why don't we just do it? I, I think I made a pithy contribution. I wasn't intending to berate them. Nevertheless, here we are. Um, so what you can see on the screen right now is good old-fashioned tier maker. I had to commit purgatory and make a... Uh, make a Twitter account in order to access this site, but here we are. Um, so this is every Infinity Faction, all 42 of them, uh, and Nick and I will be spending probably the next hour and a bit um, on ranking all Infinity Factions in the current meta, that is post Fire Team's update. We've had a bit of time to digest that now. We've played with some, all, or many of these factions, and so it's time, deeply unfortunately, to rank them. And I'm, like I mean, you say you say it's it's time it's time now to do it. I mean, the data pool that we are working with is still fairly minimal, in my opinion. But um, you know, strike while the iron's hot. So let's yep. just get it out there and let the chips fall where they may. There's a few of these I'll be operating entirely on theory for. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before we move into that, just how are we actually going to rank a faction S through D? And we did actually give this some thought. So here are our criteria for what makes a good or a bad faction. So the first thing is list versatility. How varied a set of lists can a faction make or how much is it a mono-build faction? So a faction might be pushed towards the bottom end of the tier list if they only really had like one good build, whereas they'll be pushed towards the top if they've got lots of different builds they can make. The next thing is, what is the faction's scenario game like? And so in particular, in a tournament environment, how well can the faction accommodate varied scenarios um, easily, or does it have scenarios that it has to kind of build to solve? So if you've ever gone to an event and you've had yourself being like, oh, well, I've got to build one list just for countermeasures, that's probably an indication that your faction maybe is a little bit further down or isn't easily cresting the top of the wave in the, um, the tier rankings. Similarly, how is the faction's table game? Can it play on a variety of faction, on a variety of tables, wide or open, weird or vanilla, or does it really like one particular kind of table? So, for example, before the existence of the Schoenabog, Ariadna might have been pushed a little bit down as a result of that, because it liked closed-in tables and didn't necessarily want to fight on wide open ones. Um, the next thing, what makes a good faction, is mechanical uniqueness. So does the faction do or have something that other factions just kind of don't or can't? Um, Toha, for example. There are lots of things about Toha that are kind of just mediocre. They don't have high ballistic skills um, across the board, for example. They have little hacking. But they do have a whole bunch of things that are almost totally unique to themselves in Spiral Core, which makes them an interesting and good faction to play. It means that people won't be as experienced against what you can do compared to what other factions can do. Ferroware is different to hacking, um, and that pushes a faction up. Similarly, if a faction does absolutely nothing interesting or different, it's probably going to be drawn down. And then the last thing is just sheer mechanical power. Does a faction have lots of strong or effective for cost profiles, or does it have kind of weak non-powerful for cost profiles. So those are five criteria. 
We'll be ranking all factions according to them, and I suggest we kind of get started because there's 42 of the damn things. Uh, That's it. Let's go. They've been randomly shuffled, um, so we're going to lead before, in. Before we start, I do just want to mention as well, we did discuss if we do go full meme with this list and just put everything into the same A tier because Infinity as a game, it does come down to the to the, so, so much of the game comes down to the tactical decisions made on the day by the players themselves more so than than what necessarily they bring to the table or is being brought by the table but um we thought it was too much of a commitment to the to the bit to do that for every single faction so um just throw it out there we will be taking this semi seriously as much as we can yep i I stand with Nick basically against the idea of tier lists in Infinity, but hey, listen, the idea got bandied around. We're going to do one. Don't take this super seriously, um, and let's kick on in. So to start with, our very first one is the Shock Army of Aconte Cemento. Nick, where do you reckon they stand? Look, Shock is they're, they're good, right? They're, they're by no the A tier, in my opinion. Resting towards even S tier because like there's a, there's a lot of stuff that they do very well in terms of list build flexibility in terms of all of our criteria they they do tick all the boxes um I'd say the only thing that's I put them in A rather than S and my main reason for that with particularly Shock Army as an army that's out of print in terms of from I know accessibility is not a factor on this list but I do think it should come into play if you are considering like people who are looking at this type of thing might be considering jumping around factions and sure you've got the proxy rules but a lot of time people still want to use the models for that actual faction you'd be quite hard pressed to actually collect this faction fresh off the bat Fair enough. Um, which is why I bring them back down from S tier. What's what are your thoughts on shock? I think I think like a lot of Panoceania, they're a firm A tier. Um, mm -hmm. I'm hesitant to put any Panoceian faction in S tier because kind of every Panoceian faction has a degree of baked in. Like if you play Pano, you're kind of agreeing to the trade of you get mechanical power, you have the highest ballistic skill kind of across the yep. board, but you get that in exchange for giving up mechanical uniqueness and capabilities. You don't have, you have a little bit of hacking, but you don't have a real hacking game. Uh, you don't have smoke, you don't have white noise. There isn't a single hacking device plus in any of the Panoceanian factions. And for me, Aconte Cemento actually are one of the like the best positioned of Pan-Oceanian factions because they can draw on, they have got different kinds of tags and they're both fantastic. They get a great remote suite. They get fantastic links. And this is, I'm saying this post fire team change, the Aconte Cemento Sapper Sniper and Aconte Cemento link is, is rolled gold. People kind of forgot about that um, when N4 came out, but Sapper Snipers are amazing. Uh, so the only, like, the closest thing to a downside I would list for a Conta Cemento is that they tend slightly towards mono build just because you can put everything in one list. You can really easily have your tag, your skirmishes, your link team, your secondary link team. You can just about fit, like, four out of five things that you would really want in a list. Um, they're fantastic. Uh, they've always had a place in my heart. I don't think they've been weakened in, in the slightest. In, in, saying, in saying that mono build there, really, you, you're still able to take everything that you 100%. would want to take in that list, though. Yep. It's not like there's a whole bunch of extra stuff that's just in this army, but is stuff that you would never consider. Yeah. 
and if you as, as playable, if like, you ever see an Aconte Cemento, yeah, you ever see a Shock Army list that drops the tag, you'd be astounded at what can be fit in, and those lists still look real good. Yeah. All right. Next one, Aleph. Uh, I'll go for yeah, this one. Vanilla Aleph. That is vanilla Aleph. Yeah. Um, these guys for me are an A as well. Uh, Tristan in the chat, we're doing this on Lost Lieutenant Discord, noted that um, they reckon that our criteria would heavily favor vanilla factions because um, of presumably list versatility. And yeah, I think that's true to an extent. I think a lot of vanilla factions are powerful, and I think ALF is one of them. Um, they've got some great power pieces. They do a, they do a whole lot of things. They have significant mechanical versatility. Um, they can play a wide variety of tables. They kind of tick all the boxes. Um, what they maybe miss out on is... They, they have, frankly, they have mechanical power, but that mechanical power does come at a cost. You can't just spam units. They don't have warbands. But if you can build an ALF list that's got tons of wounds, good firepower, good scenario ability, they're a good hacking faction, although maybe they wish they had a little bit more repeater projection, just a solid A. I maybe would put them a little behind Shock Army, um, but but just there's nothing whatsoever wrong with ALF. They're a fantastic faction. You can win any tournament with them. Yeah, and... Things like um, the access to not just regular smoke, but is it Eclipse grenades as they well? They do, yep. Um, and then also post-humans as well. We can't, you can't ever discount them. Um, the fact that you can have that many bodies on the table and then soak up orders without actually losing orders when they go down, unless you take them all out, that is that's phenomenal. And and it's because of things like that that I've even I'd even put them. Um, higher than a i'd even put them sort of halfway between a and s i'm i'm resistant i'll put my hands on the put my hand on the table here i'm resistant a little bit to the idea of s factions in infinity um but and i i get that yeah and and you uh, rob is the one who's controlling the mouse so he's doing the dragging and dropping mm. if, if it was me i probably would put them at s um but you can Alright, like. I'm going to put my foot down on that then. But we'll we'll see. There's maybe one or two factions that we can have a real argument about because I think there's a there's a couple that you've made the case for. Um, another vanilla faction, vanilla Ariadna. What do you reckon for these, mate? If you were asking me before the most recent update, they'd be like C or D in my opinion. But with uh, the addition, all the addition that's come in from uh, the the almost revamp of Cosmo. Uh, strong A for me. Yep. Drickon, um above Shock Army and Aleph or below? Ah, uh, well. Oh, you're putting them in a, a bit yeah, of Yeah, yeah, that's in order. Yep, yep. Oh, we're gosh, doing we're doing cool. this granularly. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't even considered um, from from that perspective. You you've really put put the pressure on me. Now I'd put them in between those two. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. The, um, um, and yeah, the, the, they have um, frighteningly good capability of running like double tag uh, bears scare everyone at the moment, um, and they they can they can just do it in a way that uh, that they that in terms of <laughs> if this was a list of most improved, they would they would be beyond S tier. But um, if we if it's just simple rankings, that that's where I'm putting them. I I actually I would put them at the bottom of A, but I'll leave them where they are. Um, the reason for that for me is for scenario game for me is really important. Um, and the fact that Ariadna, so they have Ariadna has real pros and cons in mechanical uniqueness, where every with the the joke used to be every other faction has main battle tags, Ariadna has main battle warbands. Dog Warriors and Bear Pods are just like so game defining. Um, these days, Ariadna has main battle tags and multiple of them and main battle warbands. 
Um, mm. But the fact that they still have no hacking and that this ranking is being done in ITS season 13, where hacking is one of the most useful and important things you have, I think those really balance Ariadna out. The fact that, like looking at the Novacore missions, for example, where there are two or three scenarios that just become way easier if you have access to hackers, and Ariadna has to, Ariadna has to brute force their way through those. 100% think they still can, but that for me, that's always going to hang a little bit over their heads, but I think they are excellent. There's no way we'd put them outside of the A faction, I just, A tier, I just think they're probably in the bottom of it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, coming, swinging back around to the factions, sorry, the scenario mission side of things, yes, they do lack on the, on the hacking space and, and maybe a little bit when it comes to a variety of specialists as well, um, but the fact that they do have such strong uh, neck stomping capability does mean you can just easily play the the shoot first push buttons later sort of you, you, yep. your your enemy cannot push a button if you disable his hand type game. that's a fair point ITS season 13 is a is a scenario list that can unless you're bringing in scenarios from other seasons which you can do under the current tournament rules um, it is definitely a scenario lineup where you can kind of choose to play every scenario as annihilation and Ariadna can choose to go down that path and they're very strong at it Yep. All right. B -b 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 Bakunin, baby. Um, I... <laughs> Mate, if, 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 if I was from a, a, a different uh, Queensland-based podcast, this is like S-plus to you, aren't they? So for me, and I'm happy to be contradicted here, I reckon Bakunin are a B tier. And that's, that's only because um, about a third of the faction kind of doesn't work. Um, oh, it's really close, though. So I'm, I'm torn. No, specifically I'm, I'm happy to put them in B because we we need it we can't put we said we're not putting everything in the same tier so we have to at least have something that's going to So post post fire team change um Bakunin has had a really Bakunin have really benefited in terms of um opening up their list versatility with the fire team changes and that's because riot girls are as good as ever you can't do as easily the riot girl moderator link before the like three four moderators one riot girl but the thing is, Riot Girl core links, just all Riot Girls and things that count as Riot Girls, uh, that's a fantastic heavy core. And the addition of, so there are a few factions that got Warband links, where you can link Warband, irregular Warband, cheap regular Warband troops, and make them regular. And Bakunin are one of those. And those are actually just like awesome, wonderful Harris teams that are super fun to play with. And the addition of the Taskmaster, Morlock, Harris, or Duo is something that has really like helped Bakunin's list versatility. Doesn't really change any of the things like scenario game, um, what kind of tables they can play on, uh, or even mechanical power, though it's a point of mechanical uniqueness. But it's just it it opens the faction up enough that you can write you can write two Bakunin lists that are materially different and both are interesting. You can kind of only write two or three. That's right. And and that's sure you've got two that, like you say, are unique, but can you get more than two? Probably yeah. not. So that's probably I, I reckon if they ever if they ever f make observance, um, if they go back to Bakunin and they, they shift observance to be like fun and compelling and interesting, I can put Bakunin straight into a strong A. But right now they just don't have quite enough in that space, although the things that they do have are 100% tournament winning. Yeah, like if, if you're playing heavily into, like if, you're, if pure links are going to get you off, then uh, this is a great faction for that. But... Beyond that, I don't think... I mean, they've got fantastic warbands as well. They've got the Vostok. There's tons of cool... Zeros are perfectly serviceable skirmishes. Um, Brandon Castro is awesome. Zero drop troops. But yeah. <clears throat> okay. I would put them at a high B. What do you reckon okay. for the Caledonian Highlander army? 
it's been a long time since I've actually ever uh, since I've even played anyone who's who's at Caledonian. I'm gonna I'd probably put them at B just because uh, it's a nice middle ground. Yep, I I have played them actually a fair bit in N4, but I played them before the link update, and it's actually probably hasn't hurt them horrifically, but it has hurt them. Um, the big thing for Caledonians for me is that in N4, and this is the same before and after the link update, they're mono build. Um, and the reason they're mono build is that their entire army is cheap as chips. They have like their, their best troops cost about 25 points. You take, you can take maximum availability of Highlander Greys who are fantastic for their points cost and maximum availability of Cameronians and maximum availability of SAS and Usha McNeil and Wallace. And you can still easily hit 15 troops. And like you begin having to choose between Catarans and your fourth Highlander Grey or your fourth, like your third SAS. Um, but it's literally just this kind of only one Caledonian list because you you, you run out of troop slots. Uh, now, the pieces they have are awesome. SAS are some of the best skirmishes in the game. Dog Warriors are fantastic. Wallace is easily one of the best lieutenants. Um, but they have kind of the same weaknesses that Ariadna does in the scenario game. They do have a hack home. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I would be hesitant to put them outside of a B, although I think if you actually play them and you get a feel for those strengths and the like the aggression and the the like heavy capacity they're pretty cool mm -hmm. all right happy with that okay combined army Vanilla i think combined yeah um, and i'm going to push you on this i'm putting an st because of like on all these factors we're looking at list build flexibility you can list you can run them a whole bunch of different ways yeah they've got amazing specialists they they work for any type of scenario that you need. Um, mechanical uniqueness is, is definitely there. 100%. Um, and, and the power as well, top top tier. Yep. Uh, and, and even even beyond power, I would say that the, 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 the projection of fear um, and psycholo psychology from, uh, for the, from the opponent's perspective, when your opponent brings combined army to the table, you know you're in for a tough time. Yeah, I that also goes a long way as well. I I can't really disagree. Um, the fact that we've chosen to do things like so me mechanically, in terms of mechanical power, I think a lot of combined army profiles you get what you pay for. Um, but what you get and what you pay is a lot, and what you get is good. Uh, I've also had a, I've been talking to a friend who's new into the game recently, and the observation he made and I agree on is that combined army excel and their most expensive and their cheapest troops. And that is a good place to be. Um, yep. hitting, hitting the high notes and the low notes in the same faction, there is just about nothing. Like, there's there's no... With the Eclipse, they, they lack Eclipse Smoke. That's the closest thing to a, like, lack, like a, a, a toolkit that they're missing. Uh, and they can... Do, like, they have Prothion, no other faction does. They have Sepsator, no other faction does. Those are incredible mechanics if you get to use them. They have... And the, and the thing where the... The lieutenants. Yep. They have the highest whip native hackers in the game. They have the they have there are only two whip sixteen, three whip sixteen hackers in the game, and combined has all of them. Um very, very, very good faction. Yep. Versatile, can do many things. One thing I've noticed is that they they almost trivially in ITS season 13, you have the luxury with combined of building lists for tables or opponents. Because if you just build a list and you put some combined army hackers in it and Dr. Worm, cool, you can do every scenario. That doesn't matter. You can do every single scenario. Good job. You can build lists for whatever you want. All right. 
There's our first S tier. Okay, taking this seriously, actually putting in S tiers despite the fact that it's. <laughs> so, Tunguska, what do you reckon? Is that. No, that's Corregidor. It is Corregidor. I'm looking at the wrong screen. Jurisdictional command of Corregidor. Post link change. You can start off with this one, I think. I think B. Um, really? I, I do, yeah. So they they got a little bit bodied. So Corregidor was an extremely solved faction before the link change. And we should note that the link change actually came alongside the release of um, Diabolos and Lobos, um, or Lobos, who are yep. super cool and interesting. But Corregidor was like homogenous around its just its use of evaders in links or what the, the Corregidor link soup. Um, and it's finding itself again in within post post link updates. And I don't I don't know if it's I actually I wouldn't want it to reapproach the same solve state that it was in before, um, where everything can link with everything, so you just find what the best links are from your choice of everything. Um, but I, I reckon they're still the toolkit is incredible. Actually, I would probably put them above. I would move them to there. But I could hear an argument for low A tier. What do you reckon? Uh, I, I don't disagree with anything that you've said there. I mean, looking at the link team specifically as well, they do have versatility there. But I'm, and there is some keywords as well, the Aguasil keyword and correctional keyword, but not enough to um, to, to yeah. really bump up. They're not. They're not going to hit. They're not going to hit pure link bonuses on a big gun that easily. It, exactly. Um, so yeah, B tier. And it, it's worth noting that I say that they got one of the best tags in the game recently. So they're probably doing just fine in terms of firepower. Um, yeah. But the, anyway. um, the what's it? The alligator. The gator. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's it. The gator. That is a. That's and I've, I have faced off against that, and it's it's monstrous. Yeah. Um, so, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, put them, put them at the front of B. Front of yeah. B. Yep. All right. Yeah. Dash at company. Well, before you mention oh. that, yeah, sorry, I was actually going to say I have no idea what that symbol is. I don't know what that faction is. This one. This is Dash at. Oh right. Okay. Have you played against Dash at? Not ever. Okay. Um, Dash at company are post link team update. Um, Dash at company are still a solid B. Uh, they. They're very, very changed from N from N3, uh, where they were the twenty four order faction, which you can't That's do right. anymore. I mean, they were only around in N3 for like two months, and everyone was was petrified of them because they could just do everything that N3 was about. Wanted you to do. Um, yep. And uh, but that has definitely changed in N4. Has it changed much since the update, or it's still in the sort of same spot? So. My take on what Dash Art Company are in N3 is that they are the best irregular faction in the oh. game, competing basically with Hack Islam. Um, the, the Dash Art Libertos and Coom Riders in ITS Season 13 are so, so good. Um, that Dash Art are an economy faction like... So remember what I mentioned? Caledonians are the economy faction where you can just easily hit 15. Dash Art are the same, but they have access to a tag. Um, and like decent, expensive, heavy infantry links. There's a bunch of stuff in Dashat that's a bit kind of like not useful looking at you, Alpha Seed. And uh, they do tend very lightly towards, they've got basically two builds, but the the builds, the, the basis, the core there is good. Um, the reason why I would never put them in an A tier is they've only got so much hacking. They don't have a single, they don't have access to any Trinity. Um, and that's that's significant. Their actual hackers are like basically Valyria, Gromos, and Ghulam. 
but the what they have really is that mechanical power a mimetism libertos for nine points is really 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 good it was good in n uh good in n3 and it's fantastic in n4 and bikers are fantastic as well their their core of like pokey skirmishy warband pieces is is outstanding and they have a tag at the top end to complement everything okay yep. drew's bayram security put him put him down at d mate i I don't. I don't reckon they're a D. I reckon they're bottom of C. That bit. Yeah. So I, there's there's only the spoiler. There's only one faction I think actually fits in D, um, and we'll get to them at some point soon. Um, the thing that salvages Druze for me is so no, notably about Druze, mechanically a weak faction. They have yeah. there are a lot of there's, profiles. There's, not, there's nothing really unique about what they do in that respect. There's, there's exactly one thing they do that no other faction can do, and that is give core link bonuses to an X-Visor EM grenade launcher, which now they're the only faction that can do that. And I reckon you could probably you could probably fight your way through a tournament like four rounds out of five with that because it's something that a lot of people in the current meta are not going to be prepared for, but it's it's like one gimmick and the rest yeah. of Druze is super expensive they can still do everything like no faction that has peacemakers is ever peacemaker singular is ever going to go all the way down to a d um because that piece is incredible their hacking is fine they have linkable guided missile bots they can core link and give core link bonuses to the grenade launcher and they've got Scarface and they've got linkable Scarface actually like there's enough there that you can like scrape together a list and be like this is fine. This is doable, yeah. but they're hard. And like I mean, the, the Druze themselves as well. They've got like they, they do have amazing toolbox profiles, with a lot of points, pictures and 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 all sorts of yep. things. So if 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 countermeasures is your um is is the the thing you're looking at as your mission, they can they can in, integrate that into their regular builds. Yep, easily, but. Is that enough to bring them up? I don't think. I th- so. I, th- I think it. Is. I think it puts. I don't think they're like. I don't know how many people will actually have in the C tier, um, but we might have one coming up soon. Uh, but I, I think Drews are in the bottom of the C tier. But there's a bit of a legacy, like in terms of people. Um, people remember them in N four, where unlimited troop count just made a mockery of them. And and in N three. Oh, in three. Sorry, yeah. But in in N four, where everyone is playing like fifteen troops, Drews can play in that space, and the things that they want to prey on play in that space. I think they've got a bit more to them. Not a lot, mind you, but they've got a bit more to them than people necessarily think. But I would say bottom of the space. Yeah. Uh, up next, foreign foreign company. foreign company. Um, all I think they are a C and they're above Drew's Bayram. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, uh, the thing for me about Foreign Company is that it's a, it's a matter of mechanical limitations. Um, they it fights the Link Team update didn't really hinder or didn't really hurt, but it's it's a faction that tries to do. You look at individual things Forco can do, and they're like, oh, that's cool. Look at that Link. That's awesome. How many points is that? Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. Can I can I fill the rest of my list out? No, not really. Um, the individual, unique, and powerful stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff in there, but you pay a premium probably more for it than it's worth pretty consistently. Yeah, exactly. Like they they do that that expensive stuff is is good, and like the the four the four link is a is a nice link with 
all that extra stuff you can put in there, but then what 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 yeah. else is there? To I'd have pull it out? I'd have Doesn't. if if Kreezer Borak were as good as they were in N three, I'd I'd shunt them up higher for the strength of that. But um, mm-hmm. like Forco don't even have their, their Forco's gunfighting is kind of limited to doing some stuff with their remotes, and then of course bolts and bolts are really good, but yeah, it's a challenge. And I mean, a linked orc is never something to shy about. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's true. That's true. All right, hack Islam vanilla. A A tier. Yep. You reckon, where does it sit relative to the ones we've got there already? Um, uh, first or second, probably second in my opinion. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. It's really, it's really close though. Um, they are, they're a very good faction. Uh, they have some notable limitations, but they have great tools for overcoming those limitations actually almost like vanilla hack islam is one of the most enjoyable factions to play because you're posed problems and given the tools to deal with them in a way that's just satisfying like it's it's fun to engage with that in list building and on the table they've got like for day they've got actually surprisingly serviceable hacking um hack islam are one of the low-key better hacking factions in the game thanks to the existence of Bareeds. Um, like they've got super economy hacking. Their guided missile bot is also cheap for some reason. Um, they've got fantastic irregulars, maybe a little bit less than Dash App, but still really good. The Dalami is fantastic. They've got Lebotos and Bikers and Zulekia. Um, what they what they obviously lack is long-range firepower dominance. Um, their their tags are remember when the Shakush the profile was spoiled and we all thought, holy shit, this is incredible. And actually it's just kind of a good heavy infantry. Um and the Maggie is a bit overcosted. So like then those are their tools for, you know, for fighting outside of 24 inches. But yeah, you but, have but ways. The, when when you look at the, the low end of the spectrum, they, they fall it out really nicely. Oh yeah. Like Dailami in particular, uh, as just as ARO pieces even. Um your pans of house and that sort of thing. In season thirteen, I've actually moved away from Delami in favor of bikers uh, because the buff that oh, bikers yeah. got was so bikers, um, so strong, quite quite strong. A six point a six point rider is like even as an aero piece. Watching people try and kill those things is hilarious. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely very very good faction um, and combination of mechanical. They have mechanical uniqueness that substitutes for mechanical power. I would say it's easy to build. A, it's easy to build a hacker's land list that can be defeated by the table if the table is crap. Um, and that's always a risk that you run when you go to an event that you'll just like, oh, I, uh, oops. You, it's, mean like, you mean just like stupidly open sort of thing? Yeah, it's like, oh, someone's built a parking lot. Um, this seems to have been a mistake. And, you know, you can you can do your best. Like, Hassas in for days can bridge the gap, etc. They can only go so far. So 100% a tournament-winning faction, like, well and regularly. But uh, yeah. not without limitations. All right, Hassassin Baram Bayram. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are your thoughts on this one? So, I think they are at the bottom of the A tier, mm-hmm. or the top of the B tier. Um, they they are kind of just they used to be, uh, hack Islam with no bikes but links, but no bikes matters a lot more than it used to. And the links kind of matter less because their link teams are kind of fairer now. Um, you don't get the same like, oh, just going to put Asawira in everything. Well, actually, you still do that, but you don't get core link bonuses as easily. So 
Uh, the, the availability of Asawira is a mechanical, a unique mechanical strength because Asawira are incredible for their cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually think I put them below vanilla, very just very gently, like maybe something like that, just because I rate access to vanilla Hackerslam's bikers super high. Yeah, and like for for me in terms of the the, the list build flexibility, I personally don't think it's the, there to to put it on par with the other ATs, so I would put it at the front of B. Okay. Um, no, that's fair. Actually, yeah, they're, they're not they're not exactly mono build. What you get what you get with um, vanilla Hassassin, so with Hassassins, is you you start seeing the interesting flex in like the last 60 points you spend on a list. Where it's it's things like um Hassassin Nadirs or reaching for the like the third Fidei um Jabel or like that kind of stuff. Um, running an Arabian Nights list where you've got the maximum availability of Asawira, but uh, if you're not doing that already in every list, which you might be doing. But yeah, that's a point. They tend to be a little samey. Your opponents will usually know what to expect. Sure. So are you leaving him in, in A or uh, at the front end of B? I, uh, front end of B is fine. Yep. Cool. Okay. Uh, next we have Ikari Company. What do you think? Uh... Look, I've I've only played Akari once this uh, this uh, since since N four came out. Actually, it was before the changes. Um, I'd probably rank them pretty pretty low, maybe C. I I think uh, they're either top of C or bottom of B. Um, I would have before the fire team change. I would have ranked them more highly. Um, but the fire team ch- and it's not the end of the world. Like, but they have to one one of the like. The Kosotsu are there realistically their only core apart from Wuming, and you can build a Wuming list, and it's pretty serviceable. Um, but otherwise, it's like you have to run a Kosotsu core, and you put a gun in it, and that gun is worse now, and that's significant. As much as like the whole rest of Akari is solid forward gears, you've got Desperados, which are one of the best bikers in the game alongside Kum Riders and the, any of the character bikes. You've got access to your Jimbo. You've got Scarface, who is a fantastic tag for cost. And you've got the Tanko Daokai link, which is obviously unchanged as a Harris and is great. Um, they, they do get, they do, they do get um, trip hammers now, and they also get um, diggers. Yeah, those are okay. Diggers diggers were a big splash in, a, in the pan, but having now played with them a bunch, it's like, yeah, no, these are fine. They're good for 14 points. Um, the big thing that holds, so Ikari used to compensate for, so what, what Ikari don't have is particularly good scenario game. Um, Ikari, a little bit like how vanilla Ariadna can sometimes be, are an every scenario is annihilation if you try hard enough faction. And Ikari are that. It's even baked into their background where they are, you know, they are formed because JSA wouldn't let Colonel Ikari do enough war crimes. Um, they're an angry, aggressive faction. They're very forward gears. They don't use Yanyans anymore because Yanyans are kind of unfortunately bad now, but Desperados are incredible. Pick up the slack. Tankos are awesome, but it's all aggressive and aggro stuff. And they used to like just they've just I think it's been a drop from a B to a C with the link team change, just because a BS fourteen tanker is not as good as a BS sixteen tanker, and that's kind of it. Yeah, totally. All right, Invincible Army. Invincible Army. I would put Invincible Army at A tier. Okay. Um, they have some great units and. Uh, but more the, the main reason that I'm putting them at A is because it's real easy to get 20 orders that you're spending. Um, maybe not quite 20, but you get 
the access to NCO and tactical awareness with, and sorry, the NCO combined with uh, Lieutenant Level 2, me, uh, sorry, Lieutenant Plus One Order, um, <laughs> is uh, it just means that you can, they can be so efficient. Um, I wouldn't put them at the top of A because when, the, when things, when those, things that are giving you that extra efficiency like the nco models and your tactical awareness models when they go down instead of instead of just losing one or you're, you're losing two or three some of the time um that that does hurt it um and i think it does have the flexibility there as well uh, maybe not so much as some of the other ones up here particularly the other vanilla factions um but you're always going to get more flexibility out of out of vanilla uh but uh, yeah that's 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 my opinions on on Invincible. I I'll, I'll leave them there because that's a, a perspective that I value. But um, I I would have put them lower. Like I would put them probably below the nomad sectorals in B tier at minimum, and just because Invincible Army kind of does exactly one thing. <clears throat> um, I've seen some Invincible lists that like deviate in an interesting ways, um, but it's it's it feels like it's it's the heavy infantry plus orders faction, uh, and if you know how to deal with that, if you've got a list that can engage that comfortably that can stitch them up good and properly um but you make some solid points about mechanical power and actually in um the the scenario game has gotten like surprisingly solid uh with yeah. the addition of all of the like veteran specialist nco linkable pieces with lieutenant plus two order um I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm a bit reticent about the A tier, but let's leave them there. But I would say very definitely, they, they are, they are a lot more flexible since the link team changes mm -hmm. because they have so much stuff with the invincible keyword. Yep. And then also the list of wild cards is as long as your arm. So put, it, you it's... have an invincible core and then you have a nice little toolbox, uh, Harris that uh that can do whatever you want it to do that's actually kind of a point the the water has lowered water level has lowered around them while they have stayed the same the fact that they can still their, their ability to wildcard is a little diminished like i think hideout for example don't count as invincibles <clears throat> but true. um the fact that they can link relatively cheap in um invincibles plus Shang-Chi, plus the characters means that they have kept the uber core when other factions lots of other factions have lost it um the the strong invincible links have st stayed strong and some of their competitors and predators have maybe fallen back just a little bit so okay all right i i'd personally rank them lower but let's leave them there because i think that's a cool take mm -hmm. um iss what do you reckon look i uh, the iss was like the first army that i've played and so it pains me to put them here but like i'm thinking high c or low b um Let's they, go. Let's go low B. I think in the fire team up post fire team update. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. They like they have uh, they have a whole bunch of things going for them, but some of the things that they've got going for them don't necessarily mean that much. Like they have a huge access to visors, like biomed visors, MSV one or two, but that stuff only comes into play if your opponent is showing you the things that that negates, right? Um, yep. They can build a lot of orders, but they can almost build too many orders. Like if, if you're because they have the huge access to Quang Shi, but then you've still got to fill out the points somewhere. They got no tags in a environment that is so tag heavy, and um, not a huge amount of particularly long range um, 
stuff when if, if i mean luna's nice as a sniper and you're um uh, what's that guy called the uh sand warrior uh yeah shen um that as well but apart from that there's there's not much else there that's particularly good at long range they have no midfield presence um apart from the Garuda drop troop, which I wouldn't even call a midfield presence as a drop troop. It's a different thing. Um, I would argue that a, 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 a Sujan is midfield presence in one order, and it's <laughs> it's enemy deployment zone presence the next. No no faction with Sujan can ever be truly terrible. Um, but no, I think that's fair. I, I'm actually, maybe I have army open in a separate window, and I'm like refreshing myself on their fire teams now. Um, from, they, they look... So I would have probably have ranked them are like mechanically powerful but not versatile, like low C, um, high C, low B before. But actually there are some interesting fire teams that they can take. Like the existence of the Aleph support fire team, but even just Dakini plus Celestial Guard is actually like, is there something there as a team? Because a, a Dakini with um Evo hacker bonuses plus like a little bit it's not a it's not gonna be a pure yeah. link. And 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 we, we talked about we on our last most recent episode of Lost Lieutenant, we actually took a deep dive into all the uh using sectorals. Mm-hmm. So um we kind of put that celestial guard with Dakini where the Dakini is the gun piece, you buff it with the hat with the Evo, that's sort of where you're at. And the fact that you are able to buff it with the Evo hacker kind of negates the fact that you're not pure, so you're not getting that plus three uh, ballistic skill, but that's okay because you're ignoring cover. Um, it, and and the other links are, are nice as well. The Aleph support group is a real nice toolbox. The Wu Ming is still decent if you want to go for a pain train. And the the War and Order dun dun fire <laughs> team is um, like really interestingly flexible to, yeah. to to look at. And there's a, there's a lot there, but. You're not getting any cool. Sorry, you're not getting any pure bonuses anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the attack fire team as well. So I'm, I mean, I'm talking myself into putting them even higher, maybe high B. Um, so I fast attack fire team's real cute as well. It is pretty neat. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sujan, a Sujan duo, I think, is less powerful than the duos that you can do with a Sujan in vanilla Yuching. Um, <clears throat> but a Sujan duo sort of pales in comparison to a Sujan duo with Crit Cockram or a Shang-Chi with Timbot and Tack Awareness. But um, yep. that's we'll get to that uh, apparently very last very last action. <laughs> um, I, I think right now mechanical the mechanical strength in ISS is is still like unevenly distributed, where there are there are pieces that are really good at like one specific thing or like one specific role or re- like a Sujan is terrifying if you don't have a means of defending against it or it finds a hole in your defenses. Um, but the but the thing is in the the today's meta where everyone's worried about tags, so everyone's taking hackers. That's the same thing for a uh, for a Sujan. Sujan don't like hackers. Either. Yep, kind of. Yep, hundred um, percent. And yeah, basically, what what I'm getting at there is that they've got more. They've got they're certainly more interesting, and they've got more list versatility than they did before the fire teams update. And I think that's helped them more than harmed them. Certainly, like just in being a more interesting faction that can build more lists is genuinely uh, it is an advantage in events because if your opponent knows if you if your faction only has cookie cutter builds, then you're very easy to deploy and play against because your opponent knows what to prepare for. But yeah, if yeah. if you've yeah. got like I don't know what like what does ISS look like now? ISS can build X different kind of lists. Oh, I didn't expect the A left support link. What will that do to the game? That's an advantage. But 
I think they're still unevenly distributed. Um, the the fire teams, although they're interesting, don't necessarily have like they don't leave off the pages like this is raw strength. No, they leave off the pages like that's worth investigating. Let's see yeah. how it is. Um, yeah, I, and I agree. The absence of a tag and kind of like vaguely uneven long range weapons, I think, keeps them. It keeps them back. For things like scenario game and table game, it keeps them back in the B tier, probably in the bottom of the B tier, but I wouldn't be surprised if we like revisited this in hindsight in X month's time and we'd had a couple of games, we might be like, yeah. no, actually. Because like you said before, how there's the, the link teams, are the, the, there's nothing that jumps out there, but it's like these are interesting and need further investigation. Yeah. But um, so in the future, it may change. All right. Rama Task Force. What are your thoughts on Rama? I think they are a really good in post fire team update. They're a really good B faction. Okay. Um, I don't know where they they sit really closely alongside Assassins, Corregidor, and Bakuna. That this kind of bracket here, where the the presence of Zayden fire teams um, linking with Gulams, like those those fire teams have improved in their composition in the sense that they're easier to make now. Um, it's still a faction that can't warband for shit and is full of single wound models that are hoping for a doctor but it's it's gone from rama has gone from being kind of a bad meme to actually just there's, there's the mechanical strength has emerged um be at burst five damage 15 hitting on 18s is at at fight at, at heavy, heavy machine gun range bands that's really good yeah um, yeah, I, I'd I'd agree with that. I mean, the, the like in terms of the the tag game, still just a Maggie, which is it's fine. Great. It's, it's um, perfectly. And so there's a there's a few things that are holding him back from A, but not happy to put him at top at high. Yeah, they they are still a little bit like the the problem the problem that Rama used to have was that they were a shit version of Panoceania, and now they're kind of an okay and interesting version of Panoceania. Which is good enough to be solid. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think we'll put them in here between the between the nomad factions. Cool. All right. JSA. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, th I'm thinking. I'm thinking high B. Yeah. B, B, high B. Yep. Same place as maybe below Rama. Yeah. Yeah, something like where that probably. Where you've got them, I'm happy with that. They're like. In terms of list flexibility, they, I mean, ooh, I, I like to talk about the capabilities of what they can do first in terms of tables and scenarios. I think they have that. Um, sure, they don't have access to drop troops, but they still they have they have good midfield and any faction with only Wabun as well. Yeah, anyone with only exactly. Wabun can get by without drop troops. That's right, exactly. Um, I don't think the list building flexibilities there, um, but they do have bikes, and bikes are real good at the moment. And the Japanese bikes are also very good already. So mm -hmm. um, mechanical uniqueness, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So JSA, here's, let me let me just step back a little bit and talk about the impact of the fire team change on JSA. Um, so at the very beginning of N4, JSA were an unholy terror um, because people built uh, link teams full of samurai and he did them across the battlefield, and it was so many wounds moving so quickly and so effectively into your face um, that it was just like, with stealth, no less, to bypass that kind of like nascent hacking defense people were experimenting with at the beginning of the edition. 
that it was just like JS. And also because we were all still learning how to attack and defend. And in that environment, attacking lists have the advantage because they learn first. JSA was considered so strong. And I think, I think, um, frankly, those strengths stand. Uh, the Fireteam update has nominally nerfed their core link because the um, the guns that you might put in that list, you can actually build an, an old Damaru link, but Tanko are the super cost-effective pieces that make that heavy assault work. Um, so it's a question of you, the, the gun in a JSA Samurai core is going to be either, depending on your preference, a Damaru or a BS-12, sorry, a Damaru Spitfire or a Diakai weapon of choice. Um, and that piece will have probably lost two points of ballistic skill as a result of the fire team change. But I think changing them, like so significantly saying, oh, JSA are bad now based on that, overlooks the fact that that, that gun was always a complement to the actual strength, which is incredibly aggressive, dangerous, the delivering tanko to shotgun range. Yeah. Um, I, I am kind of surprised that the Damaru uh, link does not all have like a Damaru keyword. Yeah, it's a samurai thing. keyword. Yeah, it's surprising yeah, that they chose so, not to do something that. Something like that. Um, I can kind of see why they didn't do it, though, because that wasn't, like, before the changes, that was a very, very, very powerful piece mm-hmm. that, that, that you had to contend with. So... Yeah. Um, and in, in terms of the rest of the faction, um, the definitely, like, the, there are, like some other factions, the JSA hacking game is weak enough that it's kind of, like, difficult to use. They don't really have like repeater projection. Um, they 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 are all about they are all about this like core set of really strong mechanical strengths, which tend to be focused around the samurai. And then the Oniwaban are the complement to that. When your meta is one in which the Oniwaban are a problem to a, a solution to a problem that you need solved. Um, so if if it, the, the meta must always be hostile to tags, if you are finding that you are having trouble like progressing forward under like tag AROs and tag firepower, then the only way one come out and they solve that problem for you. Um, so I think still strong, a little bit of a mono build. That mono build is still good despite the link team change. Yeah. Okay. Cosmoflot. Good faction. Cab off the rank. I'm going to put him at A tier. Yep. Above or below vanilla Ariadna, do you reckon? Because it's going to be very close. Yeah. Um, I'd put him above just because... Um, I feel like the link bonuses that you're getting is there is some nice links in there, um, mm-hmm. and there's a few with the like rocket keyword as well is is nice. The Volkalak, yep. Yeah, exactly. The Volkalak and, and patches as well as wild cards. That those bonuses put them over the top of what you're getting from from vanilla. So yeah, I've I've played. So for me, if this was a if this was a list of Factions that I am good with rather than factions that I think are good, I would probably put Vanilla Ariadna above Cosmoflot because I am a vanilla player. I'm not fantastic with links. Um, but setting that aside, if you look at a good Cosmoflot list and a good Ariadna list, there is going to be not 100%, but a lot of overlap there. And Cosmoflot, if, you, if, you're in a, if you're a sectoral that's in the position of like vanilla but with links, that's a good place to be. Hassassins are like that, for example, um, despite the fact that we've ranked them a, a fair bit apart from Vanilla Hack, and that's because of the bike changes. Um, and so, yeah, the the Volkalak, actually a bit of a sleeper, maybe even not a sleeper, people may know this is good. The Volkalak in a Rockot core is excellent, and actually the missile launcher Volkalak is something that I would not be surprised if we see more and more of. I've had games where 
the total immunity on those bastards just like stalled me out trying to fight it conventionally for an entire turn. Um, and and the missile launcher just makes that like a critical failure state the second you lose a face-to-face roll. So if you combine that with the fact that they have the Shonabog and the Unknown Ranger who can be in a link. Unknown Ranger is still a great piece. Um, they have SAS, which are the, I was ranting about how wonderful SAS are. They've got They've got the full suite of capabilities because they're kind of the like modern Ariadna army. They've got perfectly serviceable airborne, great skirmishes. Um, by Ariadna standards, there is even some hacking. Again, it's not much. They will have that same weakness where in a scenario pack that so strongly likes hackers in so many scenarios, they're always going to be at least at the bottom of the A tier. But there's good stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And e- like easily the best Ariadna sectoral um, and on par with vanilla. Toha. Mate, trash. Toha trash. Always have been, always will be. So I, I reckon I reckon they're they're somewhere in the A or B tier. And it's kinda hard um, to un- say. Unlimited Harris has to put them has to, has to give them which is what you, you what we used to call them triads. Um it's ridiculous. Um but still I don't think there's that much flexibility in terms of whenever I and whenever I play you you play Toha so you know mm-hmm. more you, this more than I do but I feel like even though whenever I play against a Toha player I have no idea what the, what they have told me is in their army because everything sounds the same even uh, because I, and they're all these strange alien words but I still feel like I always face the same stuff. Um, so there's a bit of a phenomenon there where yes because Toha like a lot of Toha pieces share. Um, the to- Toha as a faction is made unique by so much transmutation and like symbio things and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it can feel often how it feels to play against Toha if you aren't familiar with them is a strange and confusing experience every time. Um, from within the faction, I can say actually, no, there are a variety of different um, ways to play Toha depending on what parts of them you want to emphasize. And actually, I would go as far as to say that. Toha are almost an anti-meta faction um, with like one or two exceptions. There is no individual thing in the game that you can't build a Toha list to trash. Um, you just got to know what it is you're about to fight. And mm. like, so for example, if tags rise in supremacy, Toha can wheel out a list that apart from basically the avatar and the cutter, and the cutter actually even is fine, it's basically just the avatar. Apart from the avatar, Toha can shit on tag-centric lists. Um, they can close assault like champions. They have horrifically dangerous infiltra- uh, impersonators. They have good infiltrators, but uh, they have they have Eclipse Smoke. And the, because they have Eclipse Smoke everywhere, they can always control the battlefield, which makes up for... The fact that they have like BS thirteen is their highest ballistic skill stat anywhere, um, excepting the Gorgos, and the Gorgos is unfortunately a little bit bad. So they, the, but they don't have hacking, and if you're in an environment like in the in the ITS season thirteen, would really be good to have like the Kamel hacker is not enough. If there was like a a Sukail commando killer hacker profile that would be like aces high that would be really good that would like all of a sudden toha yep get comfortable somewhere in the top of the a's but in the absence of that in the absence of like a repeater network other than what you can place with deployables etc um I, i they sit i still think i still think they sit somewhere in the a tier and that if nothing else that is purely off of the back of 
mechanical uniqueness that is so distinct that playing against Toha is a confusing experience for many players. Yep. No, I'm not that, that. that will carry you through games. If your opponent, if your opponent has to stop and say, "Sorry, just remind me what a symbio bomb does," <laughs> you're like, "I've got this." Game, game yeah. advantage. Yeah. All right, here we go. The French Merovingians. Uh, well, yeah, right there. DT is yeah. where it's at. Um, French are expensive. They have heavy infantry who aren't actually even two wounds or even one and a half, one wound heavy infantry um, that costs a lot. The, the like, I know people don't like to compare across faction, but if you are comparing, it's exactly what we're doing right now, comparing across faction point for point, they don't win ever on, on when you're looking at things point for point. Yeah. Shia, like, the, it, just about everything is against the poor French, and it starts with... Just sheer mechanical weakness. Their pieces are just weak for their cost, consistently. Paratroopers are good. This ends my list of things that are good about French. Um, even chasseurs. Chasseurs used to be so strong, but with, with the changes to Sixth Sense in, in N4, Sixth Sense no longer being the weird bullshit that it was, um, they can't even hang their head on that. And if you want to play Margo and Duroc, you can do it in, in two better armies. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I use I use French pieces in vanilla Ariadna, but French as a sectoral are just they're just playing them puts you behind the eight ball in a big way. Yep, definitely. All right, the monkeys. Morats, yeah, mo mo monk together strong. Yep, um, definitely, definitely A tier. I agree. Um, they middling they probably mid middle. Right there, that's fine. Yep. Um, and this was, uh, I guess, even controversial when the update came out. Is that like, here's this new thing with pure with pure versus mixed links. You can't mix and match whatever you like. Oh, unless you pay more. Unless you're playing monkeys. Yep. To pretty much do whatever you want. I. And yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop and say for like a hot minute. Um, I like narratively that Morats can fire a team together so effectively because their their like backstory is that they are a, a military a fully militarized society. Um, yeah, and I totally agree. They're not it's not even like they're a professional military like the Invincible Army, for example. This is a step further, right? They're like they're like the Klingons of of Infinity in that they live and breathe. Their their whole society is oriented around a collective military effort. Um yeah. Anyway, so that that aside, have you played with Morats much or against them much? Yeah, I have. I, I actually played against Morats uh, on um, Wednesday night this week, um, and yeah, they're, they're, there's a killer hacker. Pro, sorry, there's a, a regular hacker with that's got Trinity upgrade. I can't yeah, remember the Dartok Cyber Dartok Cyber Bullies or whatever that yeah. Cyber Cyber Warriors. That's amazing. They're so good. Um, yes. Um, and so they were in my uh, in my blue wolf list. They were the <laughs> priority target number one to take out. Um, and yeah, the like things even um, oh, what's his name? The the guy who's like the Kornak Kornak Gazarot. Kornak, yeah, Kornak's great. Um, uh, is it continuous damage? Uh, no, he's just got a big he, gun. Oh, he's just got a big gun. No, there's, there's another guy who has like a. Vulcan shotguns. Uh, They're all over the place. Weapon that, yeah. that are all over the place. And continuing da continuous damage is, is, is crazy. 
Um, so for me, if I if I've played, I think I've had about twelve games with Morats now, um, and they tick they tick so many of the boxes. Um, they post update they can build lists that are genuinely like they've got multiple interesting list builds um yeah. depending on where you want to emphasize what it is that you what you're using um they have multiple like interesting firepower pieces they, ha- they even have multiple interesting tags um not as so for example you compare the two tags in a conta cemento there is less versatility in morats than in a conti um but it's still like there which is rare uh, and the the existence, in particular, the existence of Dartox, the cyber warfare team, as a linkable troop in like any of these fire teams, um, means that the scenario game is opened up massively for Morats as well. The that like pitcher Trinity, good Trinity, um, BTS six dogged hacking device means that you you don't necessarily want to build like a missile list with Morats because it's just whip 13 it's kind of easy to fail spotlights but you can build a list that hacks just casually in addition to maybe you have a heavy infantry focus maybe you have a tag and warband focus um yep. and you always you always have enough orders to execute a game plan and like push through um the only thing that keeps them from being at the top like they are they are a middling to low a and the reason for that is that their mechanical power is still constrained um, the Morat rule you are still paying for on every trooper, and it does yep. it is expensive. And a lot of their like cool pieces are ballistic skill twelve. Now they're twelve with link bonuses, so like the Yalgat sniper will be rolling fifteens to hit the um, the uh, assault red Kaitok assault regiments will be rolling fifteens to hit um, while they have cool link bonuses. But when those link bonuses go away, you're looking for like twelves and thirteens again all of a sudden. Um, still fantastic faction. Uh, like everything about them that I like so many things about them. The fact that they have no camouflage, that's totally okay. They are still very versatile inside that like direct military assault role. Love them. Super fun, by the way. Super fun faction. Yeah. Uh, cool. What's this next one? Military orders. Why don't you kick us off with, with your MO thoughts? I think they are very, probably quite close to JSA. Somewhere around here. Um... And I feel like um, the similarities to JSA comparing like the 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 knights link to your samurai link is, is pretty analogous. In in different ways, like the they fight they fight very differently. Um, as military orders, you can't do the same thing JSA does, where you take sort of like your seventeen point um, seventeen point warband troopers in heavy armor and, and and sort of smash them forward which is weird because i feel like you should be able to but the the well, big you difference could, you could do that. oh no you you can but it doesn't it doesn't for whatever reason it doesn't work as well with panoceania um part of that is they're not six two move nearly as often there are a lot more four four knights um and the 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 big thing i think that probably just puts it just puts military orders behind jsa is that the order generating back backbone of the list is hard to find in military orders? JSA hit fifteen orders, piece of piss. They've got nine point infantry, um, nine point line infantry to fill you out if you need to. Um, military orders have got no such luxury. They they start at like thirteen point, I think, line infantry, and they get a single Fagazi. It's hard to. It's it's uncomfortable writing military orders lists, even if the individual pieces are strong. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. So, like, mechanical strength is 100% present. There are some things going on, particularly post-fire like post team update. There are still things you can do in military orders where it's like, 
it, particularly if you just kind of dispense with, so this is a thing that's changed. Military order links are more flexible now if you dispense with um, uh, keywords and frankly still can build good lists um, uh, if you want to stick to stick to um, keyworded uh, pure fire teams. Um, there is more to explore than there was before, but yeah, that fundamental problem of holy shit, it'd be nice to have AVA3 for Ghazi, um, that's, that literally would be the change that would catapult them to the top of the Bs. Yep. All right, Neo-Terra. Neo-Terra, I just think they're just, in general, a very boring faction. And because regardless of whatever they have going for them, because they're boring, I would put them at the high B. I, okay, for, I'm going to argue with this one. I think they're an A faction. Um, really? Yeah, they, so, where to start? Um, they're Panoceania in an addition where tags are good and they have Squalos and they have Bolt Link teams and they have Aleph assets that are genuinely interesting and they have Suscard and they have XYZ. Um, I think Neoterra are probably like, for example, where Aconta Cemento are one of those factions that is the top of the top of the A's, Neoterra are not, but there are things that Neoterra does, even post post fire team updates. Um that they're just are just strong, interesting, and unique. Um, the existence of peacemakers in the same faction as uh, like we bolt hackers are weirdly good, and they have Deva hackers as well, which are no wounding cap with fifteen. Um, just for example, Swiss guard hackers are even a surprisingly strong and robust piece that you can fit into a list alongside other elements because that backbone of Neo Terror is good, um, and because we're talking about hackers. Like, hey, it's Panasiania with like surprisingly playable hackers um, and AVA2 peacemakers, which are like Morans, but kind of more dangerous in an assault role. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. If you've got those, you take two peacemakers, you've got them in your midfield, and they're they're not not only they're not just repeaters, right? Yeah, they're, they're also refining. they're repeaters that are a horrifying close assault piece. Yeah. Um, which are like a, a Moran is a very pure midfield repeater pain in the ass with the crazy koala. The peacemaker is you give up a bit of deployment with a forward deployment eight, but a peacemaker, if you don't contest its advance, peacemaker will come across the table and kick your ass. Um, even in a defensive role, if you're trying to get past it, not only are you trying to get past a hacking net, but you're also trying to get past a heavy flamethrower. And a heavy and shotgun. Heavy shotgun. <laughs> yep. Um, so the the backbone of Neoterra is strong. I'm 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 down with they are kind of like 70% a bit of a boring faction. But uh, if big numbers excite you, then Neoterra is 100% a good faction. And the, the, the things that they do that are strong are good to have be strong right now. So I, I, like, I would certainly put them above Invincible Army. They're, they're around that like Toha area in the space. Mm-hmm. All right. Vanilla Nomads. Mate, for the same reasons that... Uh... Combined army is S tier. Vanilla nomads are also S tier. Do you think they are above or below combined? I would say below. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and that's that's off the back of mechanical uniqueness, I think. Yeah, and they like I, we haven't rated any of the other. We have. It's funny because we haven't rated any of the uh, nomad sectorals particularly highly, but the vanilla cherry picks all the best parts mm-hmm. right and just puts them together in a way that really works really well yep puppet bots uberfell commando all of the nomad tags which are good like nomads have got two and a half really great tags um the the pieces in nomads collectively that are good coincidentally make a fantastic vanilla faction um yeah i i agree i have taken nomads to a tournament have won 
um they they just they pull together really well they do they do missions like an absolute dream um you, if you if you just i put i put zoe and pywell in a list because they're a zero SWC hacker. And hey, coincidentally, I now don't have to worry about countermeasures. I can do like every mission easily. So yeah, very, very strong. Maybe very slightly, very slightly behind um, Combined Army, just because Combined Army do many of the same things, but also have random shit that nobody else has. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's comfortable. So uh, O12. I'll let you lead on that one because I simply don't know enough about them. <sighs> yeah, I I think they are somewhere around here. Um so they they've certainly got like you can build O12 lists that are good and do strong things. And for that reason they can't be below a B. Mm-hmm. But they still don't feel like a complete faction and a lot of the pieces that are in O12 are very kind of obviously cautious design. Sometimes you see factions where it's like, holy shit, profile optimization. That thing is amazing. You've just slapped Frenzy on it and made it linkable. Um, And there's not much of that in O12. There's plenty of things that are good and you can build a very competent list that can do lots of different things. But like a Zeta, for example, is, it's a good tag. It's expensive. Climbing plus is good. HRMC is good. Armor 8 is like, it's good. It's a good tag. They have a very strong hacking game as well. Um, they do, but they pay they pay more for it than um, a lot of the... like. So, for example, serious teams are kind of... If you think about like a peacemaker that's less offensively geared, um, yeah. that's a serious team. Uh, and that offensive gearing on a peacemaker is what makes it such a strong piece. Whereas um, you have the serious bot is an adhesive weapon rather than a flame weapon, and then the serious herself often is a hacker, um, which is great. It means it's like self-contained, but it also means it's expensive. It's like I offer, so I would say like twenty-six points for the serious the serious hacker profile. Um, yeah, I guess as well, it, it, rather than you just having a repeater in midfield, having your actual hacker up there, you, you kind of, you have to push, you have to put her behind the, it's fine. Like you deploy that unit with the, um, the serious bot forward, 25 points. Um, you deploy that unit with the serious bot forward and the serious hacker behind so that they have to engage the serious bot first. But then even then you have the situation where like, if you close assault the serious bot with something, does the hacker not ARO? Um, actually, for full full clarity, I think serious teams are fantastic. Gangbusters are much less good than they used to be. There's tons of like solid good stuff in in O12, um, but the the like the sheer mechanical strength. No, they're just they're good. They are a good faction that can do many good things, um, which I think puts them comfortably in like the B tier without quite having the holy shit that one thing that's incredible and unique. All right. Onyx, Onyx Contact Force. Force. Yeah. Um, I I would have put these guys low B, and then the fighting map came out, and Joth Tithe went and took them to a Briscon and kicked everyone's ass. Um, and then I I went and reevaluated them. I yeah, and I've done a we did a a combined army deep dive on the fire teams as well. I like the fire team composition. I think there's a lot there you can work with. Um. And then you've also got speculos, not speculos, um, noctifiers, uh, which I think are ABA three. 
Uh, I think there, there are at least two, which is the most you would usually want. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I, I put them at the bottom of A. Okay. Above, but, um, you reckon above, you like... Put them, I, I, maybe, yeah, I still feel like... Yeah, like... Rama and... Uh, something like that? Around there, yep. Okay. I, I still feel that they there are mechanical... So they're another example of those factions where you have mechanical strength that compensate interestingly for mechanical weaknesses. Um, and like they don't have a main battle tag. Their fire team consists of ballistic skill 11 models, albeit remotes. But like the fact that you can use an Evo hacker to buff their remotes turns, that turns um, Unidrons on. The, the change, the biggest change... Biggest changes, so they've got much, much more comfortably flexible fire teams than they used to, which is really good. Like in terms of playability of Onyx, the fire team update opened it up hugely, as did the addition of that NCO engineer, which is really nice. Um, so I, I still like but they are. Though what you're saying is that has moved them from the bottom of B to. Yeah, B. yeah. I think the fire team changes shifted them from like here to somewhere like that and it's no surprise to me that like for example josh josh um queensland player phenomenal player very very good no surprise that he took them to an event and won um because if you are anywhere in like this bracket and you're a good player like if you're s if you're playing an army that we've said is somewhere between s and c and you go to an event like unless you are literally playing if you're playing anything a b a b or s and you won an event i'll say yep that doesn't surprise me at all you're a good player and that that's a good sense. faction yeah um, if someone had said, like, Ikari Company won an event, I wouldn't say, oh, that's weird. I would say, what was the mission lineup? And if someone if someone said French won an event, I would be like, who was the player? Yeah. <laughs> Julian took French to a, to a newbie tournament or something. Yeah, yeah. who were the players? Um, a couple months ago. So. Yeah, cool. I, I think that's that. Onyx, Onyx are a more explorable space. They still have some limitations. Those limitations are interesting, and there's mechanical power to make up for it. Yeah. All right. No, that's cool. Vanilla, Vanilla Pano. Pano. Well, Vanilla Pano took out BrizCon, so that puts them in S tier, doesn't it? No. Yeah, me that was uh. So so who was who was the player, Nick? Who was the player? It was it was Hector. Who's uh -huh. Hector? Hector is S tier. So. I feel something like maybe this or maybe this, and I don't like so I, that's either bottom of A or middle of B, and that's a wide disparity, but I I specifically it's it's I have a hard time reading Pano. They don't <sighs> Joan of Arc is excellent and all of their tags are good. They've never been stronger in terms of making a Joan of Arc list work, but I don't know what your second list after that is, except evidently, I mean, Hector can take anything. Hector can take the weirdest fucking list to an event and win with it. And you're like, oh yeah, Hector does that. He just plays things that are different to everyone else and then wins. Um, I I don't know. I'm literally torn between bottom of A off of the back of like that like one or two powerful mechanically strong lists and like middle of middle of B for the exact same reason. Does anyone in the chat have an opinion on this? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Someone post something because this is a hard read for me. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of the same, and I, I mean, I, I'm always I'm lukewarm on uh, Pano in general. 
Um, but I mean, they they still like ballistic skill fifteen is prolific, mm-hmm. which, and which has got to account for something. The choice of it's like the thing: the choices, the choices, the choice of tags is strong, but you can play any of the sectorals and have like one of those really good tags and, yeah, and get the same get the same all right it, here's this for me headshime says um he plays non-joan lists and they feel good okay cool that's enough for me to put him in the bottom of a okay um i, I trust yeah. that opinion even though he said top of beast but the difference no we're not we're not wisdom of solomon in this um that's <laughs> that's a good read if i if someone who knows pano tells me that non-joan lists are viable and good cool there we go all right operations subsection oss uh, oh, it says definitely A tier. I yep. put them probably mid to high. Uh, okay. Oh, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Somewhere like they're, they're I think they feel roundabout Cosmoflot and Morats. It's like somewhere yeah, in I, this. I think they were. I think they were very good um, prior to the uh, link update, and then with the link update, hasn't changed them. Yep. No. You know, you're still taking the same things. The things you were taking before, like your your Dakini, are still getting the bonuses. For being a core, use the Sura in its little free man um, can still get. The I don't. I don't actually think. Yeah, I'm going to go on record here and say I don't think you should ever harass an Asura, but you should still take Asuras commonly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Giving up Cyber Mask um, is not worth plus one burst. Basically, anyway, that's me. Me on a on a separate point. Um, Cyber Mask. Yeah, it's a hacking device plus. Oh, I thought only. Killer hackers had cyber mask. No, HD yeah, Plus has that as well. I, I need to learn how to play this. Game. She's she's an apex predator, man. So one of the so one of the interesting things about OSS is that they are they're a little bit mono build in that often the like the first sixty percent of an OSS list looks the same because like yep. Dakini Fire Team, cool. More Dakini Fire Teams now if you want. They can Harris, I believe. Um, Evo hacker because you're taking Dakinis. Posthumans because posthumans are still fantastic. Um, yep. And cool. I've just I've just taken ten troops. Let's put in some. Let's put in some um, uh, whatever their flash pulse bots are called, and then figure out the last three slots. But those last three slots are like interesting and relevant. You can put um, your choice of lieutenant. You only have a couple, but they're good. Um, your choice of how heavily to invest in hacking um, compared to other things. If anything, they're SWC constrained. But even then, like the Asuras as a lieutenant versus the Shukra as a lieutenant is a super interesting choice. The Asuras is good um expensive and i wouldn't take her outside of oss because the multi-rifle multi-rifle profile is a must take over a combi um but with the multi-rifle she can she can do so many things as the like second part of the list after your your dakini your splash of dakinis all over the place so yeah um definite definite case of mechanical power compensating for mechanical um not mechanical weakness, mechanical power compensating for lack of like versatility of pieces. But yep. again, it's interesting to play that and they do it well. Sure. All right. QK. QK. I mean, <laughs> at, right at the very start of the update, I would have put them at like, <sighs> definite mid A. Fucking fucking travesties. And then that was, that was just a, uh, that was just a bait and switch because they don't actually have two Harris teams. Only have one. Apparently that was a mistake, but then they might've said somewhere on the forums that maybe it wasn't a mistake and maybe it needs an update or I'm not completely up to speed with where that's at at the moment. So, um, 
Yeah, okay, sorry. Someone is telling me that the Asuras does not have a combi profile. That's correct, sorry. What I'm thinking of is the um, combination of the hacking device, multi-rifle, multi and lieutenant, lieutenant plus one order. The only way that you can combine lieutenant plus one order with a hacking device is in OSS, um, and that's the that's the secret source. Neither of the Asuras lieutenants are particularly interesting in vanilla because they aren't hackers. Um, whereas the OSS one is a hacker. That's the that's the piece I was looking for. I got halfway oh, there, okay. and then, but it's it's the okay. same thing, right? It's the unique OSS has a unique profile that makes it genuinely good. All right, back to QK. Um, I, yeah, fuck if I know. I, sh I do know. One thing I do know is that as long as we're opining, <laughs> they should have, they should have multiple hurries. Um, Headshine mentions that, uh, apparently Heloise is talking to them about maybe adding the design team about maybe adding it back. And I think anyone would welcome that. Um, I'm, I'm honestly inclined to say top of C right now. And I think that's just because... As much as like, hey, two Harris teams would be cool and the Azrael Harris team is cool, there is kind of a notable lack of mechanical strength in QK. You look at what they've got access to, and it's a wide variety of things that individually all kind of like don't leap off the page. Um, the Odalisk is almost the perfect QK profile where you look at it and you're like, oh, that's fine. That's a no winning cap shock immune model for like kind of slightly too many points. Oh, all right. The whole of QK feels like that for me. Um, sure. nothing about them that I hate. Uh, and if they get multiple hairesis back, they'll have something that's mechanically unique. Like, oh, they've got Scarface. That's cool. Um, but they're full of stuff that kind of feels like that. Top of the seas. Um, yeah. but that's, that's where I think they said. Okay. All right. Shazvastii. Shazvastii. What are we looking at here? <clears throat> Let me just bring up what army so yeah. I'm talking about. Um, I, I, I think they're... Uh, where you put you dropping them in at the top of the, B. My feel is something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's and and that's a like they could also be bottom of A. Um, for me, that's off the back of the mechanical uniqueness. Um, there are things, there are pieces that exist in Shazvastii that, thank God, they only exist in Shazvastii and not vanilla combined. Um, basically. And mostly that's the speculum mine layer, but like I don't care. That makes a faction by itself. Um, there are lists that Shazvastii can make that you look at and you're like, oh, there's no fire teams there. Also, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. I mean, but it's that it's that flexibility though of that they can they don't have to build as a as a sectoral, they don't have to build building around the fire team. That's why I'd probably put them in A tier, because they do have the Almost the um, the varying of variance of threat vectors, threat vectors that you find in vanilla because you're not constrained in putting all your all the nice tasty pieces together in a link. You can spread them out and come from from yeah. uh, cover different angles. And the mechanically strong stuff is mechanically very strong. If you were put them in, if you want to put them in A, whereabouts do you reckon? Above um, second second last, like that. Yep. Okay. Um, steel phalanx. What's that? Steel phalanx. That is that is the phalanx. Yep. Um, probably B for me. Um, they. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see where they go later this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, there's just not much there from from my perspective. Uh, okay, I'm I'm putting them top of B, 
and that is because I, I hard disagree. Um, oh, still, okay. still phalanx are a sleeper faction right now, especially post link updates. Um, like it's, what is it? Oh, it's plus one ballistic skill. That's not a big deal. Yeah. It's plus one ballistic skill on Phoenix, uh, a, a, a ballistic skill, 13 shock immune, no wounding cap, heavy rocket launcher with, with mimetism minus six. I almost said ODD there and then, and then dated myself. Um, <laughs> the, and that like, there are, there are so many pieces in phalanx that are just like raw mechanical strength in a can. You pay for some of them fairly, but not for others. Like no faction with Ajax can be bad. Do you want to put them at AT? I, I almost kind of do. And here's why. Um, I have written and I have played against phalanx lists that have realized phalanx are a genuine hacking faction now. And it is scary. Um, Themyros the Iodos and Scylla in combination are affordable even in a 15 trooper list and are genuinely good hackers. The Mirus is a BS-12 pitcher with no wounding cap and a serviceable Whip-14 hacking device, plus he has zero pain, which is like a really good, low-key, really good program to have on a hacker that also happens to be hard to kill. And then Scylla never went anywhere. She's still, she's single wound, but she's a hacker with her own repeaters and ECM. Um, and just randomly, she can be an Evo hacker. And have you looked at Ectromoy? Have you looked at them? Holy shit. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna randomly go to Ectromoy right now and I'm gonna read out a profile because no one seems to remember that these exist. For 20 points, you get a Fizz 13 drop troop with CC22, martial arts level three, super jump, a DACCW, and a chain rifle plus one burst for 20 points. And also there's a whip 14 hacker profile for only five points more. Um, they're cooked. You should be using those things in vanilla Aleph uh, if you aren't already. So no, the, there is strong, if, if, if anyone has gotten this far in the recording an hour and a half in, um, if you have not I'm been sitting, playing. I'm sitting here with my mouth open because I've never seen this before. They're, they're so good. That's ridiculous for 20 points, ABA four as well. Not right. going to take four, but 20 points, you can take more than one. I'm Hedgehog's saying here that there's been at least one person who has won an IGL with Steel Phalanx. Excellent, because they deserve that. Great faction. Um, if they get, I don't know if they'll get buffed. They're in a solid place, to be perfectly frank. Um, but they're they're very, very good. Okay. Alrighty. Spiral Core. Spiral Core. Again, similar to Toha. I don't know what I'm talking about. So All right. go right ahead, Rob. I'm, I'm going to say somewhere bottom of B. Very bottom of B. I, I okay. think very bottom of B. Um, we have a, we have probably the best spiral core player that I know personally, um, in, in Canberra. Um, that's, uh, that's Ed from Canberra and he's played them. He's pushed them through the link, um, the link team update and the change to Tricor bodied them pretty hard. They got some stuff to make up for it. Um, that is like pretty interesting. And there is some stuff that you can still do in terms of, um, like they have the K1 engineer and like Kriegel and Nima and like there are pieces there that can link in ways that you can't necessarily do the same way with Toha because of unique profiles. Um, but that that yeah, change, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about Tricor because that yeah. was like their big thing. Yeah, the and... fact that Tricor went from giving you full link team bonuses to full link tier bonuses, but no composition bonuses. Yeah. really really did it kicked it kicked the legs out from under them in a pretty big way um there's still stuff there and frankly like if you told me hey it's toha with no mccalls but with helots 
I'd tell you that's a pretty fair trade. Uh, and it is because helots are a, still a fantastic piece. Um, but t- Spiral Core are in a point now where like they have to find themselves. Um, and Ed's in chat, actually, and, and he's made the point. Some of the categories that we've got here, scenario game, Spiral Core have a very constrained specialist lineup. There are basically like no, for example, in countermeasures, there are no veterans in the like entire faction outside of Nima and Kielsans and um, Aeolus Kisan. Like it's a very narrow, like hard to fit in every list. Um, obviously they're not hackers par excellence. Um, they have like some long, like their table game is okay, but it's constrained around single room models. And if, but basically the viral sniper, and if your opponent has BTS nine, which is not uncommon, the viral sniper can be a real tick to like actually make those rounds stick. Um, so like they have Janstar, uh, much the same as Toha does. They have Grife operators. They have mechanic. They have mechanical uniqueness out the out the wazoo. Um, but I think I think in this environment. They're sitting somewhere between a B and a C, just trying to figure out what a modern spiral core list looks like. Um, we have someone here saying that there's a top UK player that considers Spiral one of the best factions in the game because of the com- combination of board presence of snipers and helots and impersonators. I don't disagree, but I think that is playable around, and one of the best ways to play around that is with guided missiles. And guess what's a strong tactic right now? Um, yeah. If you if you know how to play into Spiral in 2022, they are they're an army that you have to respect. But so is everything all the way through the bottom of C tier. If you disrespect Druze, they'll give you a bad time. Um, if you disrespect Spiral, you will crack your fucking jaw. Uh, if you don't understand Spiral, you will you will break your face on them. But yeah. if you do, that's that's I think where they sit. Um, the mechanical they have mechanical challenges that the loss of count of um, the loss of Tricorp as a good rule has has pulled them back down into the B tier in terms of their ability to compensate for it. Um, and in a similar note, actually, um, a yeah, faction that was Starco. very much changed. I, uh, I'd, put, I'd probably put Starco at C tier. Um, and the main reason being with the updates, if, you're, if you want to play Starco like you used to play Starco, you just played Corregidor. So, so I'm. I, I don't think they have like they've got like there's one nice link with which is pretty much an auto include with uh with what's his name the, uh, Nauf. the sniper, uh Nauf, that's it. Yep. Um, but like other than other than that, they they are whereas bef- whereas previously they were like they did have some of their own flavor. I think that's sort of gone away now. I I I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree or not. Um, absolutely. So I think they were a mono build before. Um, mm-hmm. I I think the first game I played against at CanCon was against. It was literally against the Starco list, and I sat there for most of the game getting bombed by EM grenades from 32 inches away, um, just like weathering the bombardment, waiting for like any chance to make an attack. Uh, that's gone, but it's cleared the air a little bit and if you if you look at their roster there are pieces in there that didn't necessarily like have a home or were like clear strengths at the beginning of the edition or didn't exist at the beginning of the edition that have changed them a bit and so specifically like 
Brow Spectre is good. Nalf is good. Like there are these 32, 35 point power pieces. Fiddler is incredible. Uhahu is good. Handleman has dropped off. Um, I think we would struggle them, struggle to rate them. Like they'd never, they're not in the A tier because they don't have all of these things all at once. But there's just enough like mechanical uniqueness in there that includes, by the by, core linking now. That I I'm not convinced. Like they are more scary to me than QK. So definitely, they're, if they're in the C tier, the top of the C tier. Okay. In some respects, so it's either the top of the C. Yeah. Or the bottom it's. Of the I mean, like we're arguing, we're splitting hairs. It's either here yeah. or here. Um, one of those two. I'm actually. I think I'm comfortable putting them top of the C. But I think yep. there's like there's a there's a fair bit to them. I think I think there I think there's a fair bit to them. Um, and the like the riot girl Harris now in the core. Um, the presence of a trip hammer now, who's not a bad tank at all. Yeah. There's enough there. Like Hellcats are one of those underrated pieces, just for example. Um I reckon if you can't build if you can't build a Starco list that is mostly full of like, oh, that's pretty scary pieces, um, you're probably not paying enough attention to the faction. But Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Alright. Um uh, getting to the end. Star 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 Starco. Star Star Marta. Star Marta. Star Marta. Um I they got they got punched in the gut almost harder than Spiral Core did by the LinkedIn really? changes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, let me let me back that one up a little bit. Um, we had a player win at least two events locally with a Starmata Core Link soup, like a super a Starmata Super Link, which was it was like Hector Havati a bronze a XYZ, um, and. Hector is a piece that cannot afford to lose two points of ballistic skill as an active gunfighter. Yeah, um, I agree with that. When you're doing things like shooting at 32 inches with him, he can't afford to be ballistic skill 10. Or ballistic skill 11, as the case may be. Um, yeah. There's still cool stuff in there, but in many other respects, like there are, I want to say there are zero unique profiles in Starmata. Um, let's actually check that while I'm talking, while I'm running my mouth. Um, their links like Kappa don't particularly excite me. Uh, oh, well, they have Pavati, but like Tangao, like, oh boy. Um, they have Chaxa long arms. <laughs> Woohoo. They have Andromeda. I'm just going to check and see if Andromeda is in O12. Because if she is, um, yeah, Andromeda is in O12. Uh, and that's like, you look at O12, where we put them, we've put them here. Yeah, Stamata, Stamata is O12, but worse. Um, I, I think they're C tier. Yep, that's cool. And even with like the Raven Eye officers, which are a fantastic addition. Um, how many of them can you have in Stamata? Doing a really quick check. This is great radio. Raven Eye officers. Okay, availability too. That's nice. Are they linkable? Probably. Um, yeah, they are. A, there's a lieutenant option there as well. Yep. Um, I think they're the only faction that get them as a lieutenant. But like, if you look at, for example, that, that security fire team in Stamata, which is, I think is what a modern Stamata list would be based around, where you have um, Kappas, which are 12-point Ballistic Skill 12 line infantry. Um, yeah, there's a Kappa HMG, there's a Kappa multi-sniper, there's a Kappa hacker. You can um, push that link out with like a pair of Raven Eye officers, which are fantastic, to be fair. And so what you get is you get, basically you get a Stamata, you get a, a um, you get an O12 list that has a fairly okay light infantry core link team but does not have access to 
um, serious or other, like their hacking game is notably weaker. And I'm actually just going to really quickly check. Is there a hacking device plus? Yeah, they have cyber ghosts, but they don't have serious teams. Um, yep. I, I think I think what you get in Starmata compared to what you give up from Stark from um, O12. O12. Yeah, like you look at the Delta, the Delta here. There's only like four factions between the two of them, but like we could maybe put Starmata there. Actually, no, I think I've talked myself into it. This this conversation around the security team, I think, puts them. It at least puts them in a stronger place than Kapu Kalki who also have the same kind of thing, but don't have access to the Zeta tag, for example, sure. or hacking device yeah. pluses. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bottom bottom of the B tier, somewhere around here, but um, actually probably pretty close to O12. It's, it's somewhere in this bottom band. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, so Spell Armor, Winter Force. I reckon they're an easy, um, easy A tier. Easy A tier. Um, they do what uh, Pano does best, and they lean into it. Super hard. No, no faction with the Kahu, linkable, linkable or unlinkable, can oh, ever man. be considered bad. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I reckon they are above, uh, basically putting them in comparison to other Pan-Oceanian factions, they are better than Nero Terra. Um, yeah. It is worth noting that if you think about how we're categorizing this, they definitely, they have some lack of mechanical uniqueness where they have like very little in the way. Do they have a single airborne deployment trooper? Do they have like they have? Do they have any camouflage? Um, I want to say probably yes. I'm forgetting them because it's just all about the Yotam and it's all about the Kahu and like Liang Kai. Um, doing well, a quick. Got, I mean, they got a beast hunter, ninja. Yeah, basically that's it, right? They have this really shallow pool, a really shallow pool um, of of um, airborne and, and, and they think they had no airborne and they had like a tiny amount of, inf of camouflage, um, mostly off of the back of the, the beast hunters. Now let's not really justify those, those ninjas with a, a response, but they make up for that with so much mechanical strength. Yep. That's right. Like they, the, they, they will blow you off the table. Yeah. So I, I think they're comfortably sitting somewhere very close to Nero Terra, probably above Toha, I would say. Okay. Tartary army Corps. Somewhere in the base, somewhere, yeah, somewhere, yeah, bang in the middle mid, of the base. Um, like there's, there's not much going for them. Yeah, next to, next to, probably below O12, I reckon. Okay. Just, just like right next to O12, below Dasha. Uh, they got, they got a bit of a hit because the, um, the link, the useful linkability of veteran Kazakhs diminished, and there's still like plenty going on there. But they have, they have the worst dog warriors. Carmen and Batard are awesome. Um. Why do I know talk about... So for Svelheimer, they have Uma Sorensen, who, yes, is a profile and has camouflage. Cool. Moving on. Um, Svelheimer are still distinguished by a huge quantity of mechanical strength, compensating for a relatively small amount of mechanical weakness. Um, she exists. Yes. Uh, so Tatari Army Corps. Tatari Army Corps, I think, one of those factions that did take a hit. Like the... Unlike, say, Cosmoflot, where you could link... Um, uh, you can link Volkalax with no penalty with Rockots. Um, the abilities are like link line. There's not really a great core. The Veterans Core, I think it's called, in Tartary Army Core is fine, but it's expensive. Um, yep. The, the, whatever they're called, the like elite infantry. Um, Prontoviks. Pronto, Prontoviks, yep. Uh, they're, they're okay, but they're expensive. And Ariadna, like you compare them, they cost almost exactly the same as like Highlander Greys in. Uh, Caledonia and Highlander Greys, they are not. Um, they're elite light 
ish infantry and stapling a team of five together of them plus veteran Kazakhs gets really expensive really fast. So you start running into the problem of building a list around like skirmishes and independent assets, in which case you could play vanilla Ariadna. Yeah, definitely. And um, it is it is a shame that uh, the the because like the the vet Kazakh in the line Kazakh link or with with the Frontovic as a wild I think Frontovic used to be wild cards as well. I feel like there used to be one Frontovic in that link, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. But um, it's they 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 used to be much more flexible to, <laughs> than than they are now. All right, Tunguska. Tunguska. Where are the other ones? Are they? Uh, they'd be right. They are. They're, I think they're not, they're, they're not better than any of the other. Um, yeah, I think they're sectors. probably they're probably the weakest nomad sectoral without being bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put them somewhere right next to, um, probably here between O twelve and and Tartary Army Corps. Yeah. Um, kind of a lack of, frankly, um, Grenzers linked. Grenzers are pretty good. This concludes the list of things that Tunguska has going for it over Vanilla, basically. That, that's actually unfair because Hollow Man, you, we really should, we should still credit Hollow Man. A good Hollow Man player, um, Tom Bowl from, from Sydney, for example, that like has discipline around moving forward and then pulling back and um, using that like remote presence, heavy infantry repairability is a, is a bloody scary thing. And like credit to them, Tunguska definitely have multiple good lists. Um, they have two. They have two good lists. They have a list with lots of Hollowmen and a list without lots of Hollowmen. And it, only the list with lots of Hollowmen distinguish them from Vanilla Nomads. Um, yeah. That said, being in the shadow of one of the game's very, very few S tiers is not bad. Not a bad place to be. Yeah. So, but, and yeah. So, the, for all those reasons, that's what's sort of holding them back from being better than anything. But yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Still comfortably strong faction to play, but I think the weakest of the weakest of a bunch of good factions. Sure. Um, U.S. Ariadna. They, I think they they got improvement from the from the changes. Still, probably mid B. Yep. I I some for a long time, long time, quote unquote. Um, they were considered a, like people would have put them here, right, like next to Drews. And I I yep. think that's that's a hundred percent wrong. Um, but it's even more so now. Um, here's here is my like most recent U.S. Ariadna experience, and it's one of underrating them. I took an avatar and my opponent deployed a, a grunt link with grunt snipers. And I'm like, ha ha ha, foolish Ariadna player. You have no way of overcoming my mimetism and my armor. I will stand watching your, your, grunt, your grunt link with grunt snipers. And my opponent activated them. And, uh, and I learned that grunt snipers don't just have sniper rifles anymore. They have plus one damage AP sniper rifles. And I took two wounds in the first face-to-face roll and it was punished for my hubris. Um, and the avatar was dead by the end of the turn. <laughs> Uh, and that was 100% a thing that happened. And I respect U.S. Ariadna a lot more now. But just yep. just generally, like, devil dogs are probably the best of the dog soldier warbands. They're not bears, but they're still really good. Um, and they are much cheaper. Like, 23 points is ch- way cheaper than an impetuous bear. Um, it is as expensive as a regular bear, but you, you have the same number. You have more wounds. It's three wounds in that package. They're a great close combat piece. Like, devil dogs are awesome. Um, Foxtrots are serviceable, but like there's enough happening in US Ariadna that like you you should not underrate them anymore. Like they're they are certainly not actively bad. They're a good, solid middle of the B tier. And honestly, we've put them above Tartary Army Corps, and I th- think I stand by that. Maybe here. Like 
legitimately right I actually next, think right next to right next to yeah. Tarariami Core. Yep. Yeah. Um okay. Varuna. Varuna. Varuna took a bit of a hit, mate. <laughs> um I probably probably the bottom of B, I reckon. I'm I don't so I don't know. I this is a weird one. Um I would make the argument that they are better than military orders. Um Okay. So here's here's my take. Um, it is Varuna are are Panoceania's asymmetric warfare faction, and people for a long time they people perceived of Varuna as the Kamau sniper plus Helot faction. Yeah. And um, if you if you just divorce yourself from that, Kamau are still perfectly serviceable elite light infantry. But if you stop about stop that and think of Varuna as the Pan-Oceanian plus Helots faction, they start making more sense. You still have Peacemakers. You have the Cutter, which is... and you, you, I mean, frankly, I almost prefer, prefer Squalos to Cutters. Squalos are much more multi-role. Um, so you have this, like, defense, and you still have Helots. And by the by, Helots are still a fantastic... One Peacemaker, AVA one. Um, by the by, like... The mix is still there. It is weaker, and actually, particularly off the back of one peacemaker, um, I'm I like they're definitely the weakest of the Panacean. Uh, actually, they're, they're yeah, they're the weakest of the Panacean sectorals. Um, can someone in chat give me the AVA of peacemakers in military orders, please? Um, because that would decide it for me. There we go. Uh, so, um, military orders are above Varuna Immediate Reaction Division because they have two peacemakers and Varuna has one. But like, if you compare them to Dashat, for example, it's it's. That feels comparably strong. In fact, these two factions, I'll say this now, these two factions are a mirror of each other. Dashat are the angry offensive version of Varuna, who are the like, and it makes perfect sense if you think about the troops they have access to, whereas Varuna are the like defensive, um, the defensive version of a very similar list. I still like Varuna. I honestly, I think they're probably like, again, 012, they're right next to them. Yeah, this feels, this feels right to me. Righto, White Banner. Next up, I've been White Banner is with the faction I've been playing. Yeah, how are you finding them? for like the past eighteen months, and I, I'm really, really enjoying it because they have all of the stuff that I like from Vanilla, and um, mm. and also I get to have some link teams, which is nice. I put them at the bottom of A tier. Um, that like I have been finding it. Difficult. I mean, sorry. In the, with the new link changes, it's been much easier for me to diversify my link builds. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, I was I felt I just found myself pigeonholed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but now I'm sort of looking more towards having like a three man core and a Harris rather than necessarily having to go for that top five man core because it's very hard. You don't you don't get a a good pure link. How are you? Uh, how are you finding those those monk teams? Look, I think it's a bit of a I think it's a bit of a trap, mm-hmm. honestly, because it's like thirty one points uh, for the two two five point monks and Liang Kai, uh, but it means those monks no longer do what you use monks to do, which is be warbands. They're now um, almost like a, a poor man's auto battery, almost. Uh, and so you don't want them to, to go down. You try and you don't want to put them into tough positions because they're, they're now regular orders. But because they're regular orders, they're not getting the extra activations that you get from your impetus as well. Um, I've, I've, I've run it a few times, and it, it still does exist in one of my go-to lists. 
but it's I feel like if you, if you want to do it properly, you still want to have maybe one extra monk just to have some impetuous on the table as well. I um oh yeah, so definitely still comfortable running impetuous monks in a link. Um, I actually think that Jinquo is is probably the better as much as she's more expensive and i don't like her as much in isolation i I agree and she does give you an extra she's a really she's uh, a gun she's a real weapon fighter right um with with mimetism and um like a multi-rifle doesn't have great range but midfield gunfighting she can she can do it and that plus one burst is great but she is still very expensive fair enough and the the that sort of middle because you've got so many, you, the faction does fill up the middle point area with things like very quickly, uh, yeah, 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 with tigers and uh, sorry, tiger soldiers and Guilang, like Guilang and Dalfay are good, Guilang but they're was not the cheap. Word that I was trying to look for, yep. you've got Guilang, you've got Hundun, you've got a whole bunch of stuff that's already around thirty points. So that's why I just. Been able to fit I, I, I like the assessment there. I like the assessment of them as vanilla but with good links um yep. and I think that's a good fit for them they and w- one of the main criticisms of uh of white banner has been why would I play white banner when I can just do all that stuff in in vanilla um but now that they've got that unique fire team with the, the like the Shaolin fire team is is a bit of uniqueness there that uh, you can't get elsewhere. Uh, they can do a decent pain train as well with Shane G and, and Jujax. And if you do want to lean into a core, sorry, a pure link, that's how you do it. Because um, Jujax is pretty cheap. And there's nothing wrong with them in the tag game either. Oh, mate, I'm, the Blue Wolf is my is my new best friend. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, I think I'd actually probably put them above Vanilla Pano, um, just in terms of yeah, minutiae. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I would as well. I got, I got a lot of time, White Pano. Yeah. I think they they can do so many things in a versatile way. Um, they can play like a variety of tables. They can play a whole variety of lists. Uh, they are constrained by the fact that some of their some of their like um, capability slots are expensive. Like Guilangs, for example, you you can't just like casually put Guilangs in a list. You can't casually put Shangji in a list, even in like a little three person team with um, with uh, Zanshi. But with within those restrictions. Um, there's a ton of good stuff that's going on in White Banner. I have a lot of time for it. I think they're really cool. All right. White Company. Second last. White Company, of, of all the NA2 factions, I reckon they're the best. Yeah, I um, I think I agree. They they have, they have great hacking. Um, they have... I can't... <laughs> there, was a, there was a meme... A little while ago on um on crit posting about like the soup that is uh that is white band oh, sorry white company and and it still stands true they're great uh hackable ha- hackable karu if uh, not karu kahu kahu what are we talking about you hackable. said hackable not hackable linkable linkable um linkable kahu and like you said before any faction that can link kahu can't be bad I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna say this is a this is a bad litmus test, but let's just go ahead and say it. No faction with AVA three peacemakers and AVA two. Um, so AVA two for AVA two peacemakers and AVA three for Gazi. 
um, has fallen outside of the A tier, and I think we won't yeah. break that pattern. Um, yeah. Also, no faction, no faction with Kahu has fallen outside. <laughs> um, I, I think that like they're somewhere around here. They they definitely for me they feel so they are a light infantry faction. 100%. Yep. The, um, the multi-wound pieces, like, they're not an orc faction despite having access to orcs. Um, the, the closest thing to a multi-wound troop they have that I would genuinely expect to commonly see is Hawkwood, and he's expensive as fuck. Um, the Guija is also kind of, unfortunately, not a fantastic tag. Uh, until they, like, until they do something with Super Jump, paying for it on a Guija hurts a little bit. It's not bad, but Guija is probably the worst of the main battle tags, like ahead, below even a Magariba. And it's hard to fit. It's hard to easily fit in White Company. But, and, a, and being a light you don't, infantry... You don't think the martial arts take, makes up for that? Oh, I love, I love because... martial arts on the Guija. Um, but it's, it's 82 points, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. And most of, so the, the thing about the Guija, like stop, stop, stop talking about the Guija for a second. The thing about the Guija is that it's, I like that it's a tag that can shift between long-range support and close assault, but most of what I want it to be doing is long-range support. And it's, like, you think about the Magariba, the Magariba can, is a long-range support tag that has a, a bloated cost, but that bloated cost lets it do interesting things at that long-range band, where it gets to, like, fling mines around and reload itself. Yeah. Whereas the Guija, the Guija, that extra cost lets it fight really effectively at zero inches and telling me that that like that, that's such a there's such a tension there compared to the gecko so the, the gator right the guija can defend itself from enemy cc troops the gator can do the same thing and i actually prefer the gator's kit the fact that the gator has natural born warrior cc20 I actually prefer that to the Guija's martial arts, despite the fact that like the Guija is probably better at defending itself. If you look at the face-to-face -face roles, the Guija is probably better at defending itself from enemy CC attackers. Um, I, I almost prefer the like the way that the Gator does it, and the Gator gets extra stuff for those points. Um, yeah, and it's and it's six points cheaper as well. And it's a, it's a holy shit. Yeah, it is too. Yes, and and there you go. Um, so I think being a light infantry faction. Um, a like a single wound faction is is something that probably keeps the they're not a they're not a deeply versatile um despite the fact that you look at white company and you're like holy shit they have great things from many factions they don't feel like they're deeply versatile but the mechanical strength is cool they can play many parts of the board um there's tons going on in white company and they have they just, if nothing else, they would check their way into the bottom of the A tier, just off of some of the things that you have access to. Yep. All right. Last. Lucky last. Definitely not Vanilla least. Eugene. Vanilla Eugene. Before we talk about this, Rob, where would, where would the forums put Vanilla Eugene at the moment? I, so I, I it's been a okay, last time I went to the, I don't go to the forums much anymore, and the last time I went to the forums, I clicked on one post and saw someone saying that the Umbra Samaritan was a bad hacker because it would lose a hacking jewel with a BTS9 hacker. Um, and then I just closed, I closed the window and turned my computer off and walked outside and smelled the sunshine. Um, because that is the, that is the dumbest take I have ever heard. Um, the idea that a stealth martial arts for Prothion super jump model might be bad because it does not win a hacking jewel um, was was so far below the worst take I've ever heard that I'm just like, nope, sabbatical again. Uh, so I don't actually know. But from like a month ago, actually the Yuching forums are kind of elevating themselves above the salt mines a little bit. That's great. That's um, good to hear. 
I I would put them mid A tier. I think that I put them right in between, maybe just below Ariadna. Yeah, yeah, I think I would put them yeah very close to Svalerheimer, and actually for kind of similar reasons. Um, the Yuching Yuching generally have a um, Yuching generally have an issue where scenarios like playing scenarios with Yuching and not just being like it's annihilation and I'll push buttons when the game is over. Um, that's that's hard. Like the Yuching pushes you so directly towards stepping on the gas and not stopping until your opponent is a smoking ruin that um, everything like rotates around that. But you cannot say that, that that's only gotten stronger with their access to like, hey, you can do a Sujan now, by the by, with a specialist well, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to mention. The the duo list from Vanilla Yujing is a real sleeper. There's some absolute source in there if you take a bit of a look in terms of being able to do some of the stuff that even Invincible Army can do with extra orders with NCO and and mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and tactical awareness as well combining that in a duo with something that would never have that type of thing, like combining Cochrane with, with the, with the Sujan or something like that. Yeah. And they're a vanilla faction. So you can, you can make multiple lists with them. Um, it's not like Hassassin Baram where Hassassin Baram kind of like have one list with like the last three or four models, maybe offer some variation. Um, the, I'm actually rethinking that we might move Hassassin Baram, but anyway, um, the, yeah, there's, but, Yuching Yuching post update um, has had such a like splash of spice on top of they already had mechanical strength, um, but now it is interesting mechanical strength. They have I think they have probably by far the best duos of any vanilla faction. Um, yep. Like as a com- like combined army is up there at top of the top of the Proton pole, and I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, but but even then, you look at the duos combined. The duos are boring as boring as as all get out. There's nothing. That's they're they're borderline useless. There's a, there's like one interesting one where you might you might duo a Raicho with a tactical awareness Tinbot Suriat. You won't because you need those points for other things. But you might. It would be cool. You could play that. Um, but like that's that's it. Uh, whereas, like by comparison, Yuching Yuching is the Vanilla Yuching is a faction of duos, and it is very interesting. They are good. So, offensive geared, um, Pano, so Vanilla Panoshiani and Hackerslam. I don't know if Hackerslam do have cool duos, Zephyr. Um, I get what you mean. There's like, you can put a, um, a remote with an Asawira, and that's kind of cool. You can finally, you can finally duo Muktars. Um, my, my, my read on that is I got the ability, yes, so during an Asawira and a Rafiq stops frenzy, frenzy, but like, okay. Um, Asawiras are often on one way trips anyway. Or, um, like, my favorite Asawira profile, despite the Spitfire being good, my favorite Asawira profile remains the Doctor. And you can't do an Asawira Doctor if you wanted to have helper bots. Um, I, uh, I, I got over my desire to duo Muktas at exactly the same time as they gave us duoed Muktas. Um, which, you know, that's a me thing. Uh, I, there is, there are definite, like, interesting uh i am wrong okay fair enough um i don't think i am uh and i'm the one recording this so alongside nick um but i i think for for my money the existence of duos in vanilla has changed yuching for the good more than any other vanilla faction although yeah definite honorable mention to definite honorable mention to hack islam um just because i don't find those things 
super compelling doesn't mean they aren't. It's just I haven't experimented with them that much. Um, so look, there we go. Going to take a step back just really briefly. We're rolling in on almost exactly two hours, which is about what I expected. My jaw hurts. Is there anything in here that we think is a little bit of an injustice um, that maybe should change? I'm actually kind of leaning towards Hassassin's being a little bit higher. I mean, I don't really have much of an opinion on Hassassin, so if you want yeah. to bump them up. I, I, I think we can put them there. I think put them down there. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, I think we've been pretty thorough. Yeah, I kind of uh, in 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 the whole the whole, like we've been cross referencing back to what's already there the whole time. Kind yeah. Of so I don't think there's anything that's really screaming. No. And I mean, maybe there could be some shuffling within the tiers, but I don't, can't see anything that needs to change. No. Right now. Stuff stuff could certainly change over like like fast forward six months, um, and say like ISS and Spiral Core might find themselves in an interesting way. Um, yep. New releases, of course, will change things. Like when, as OS, as O12 and, and um, Starmata shift towards being like more complete factions, um, that will sort of significantly change them. I don't think we'll ever really see like Druze, for example. Druze's home is here in what I would call the challenge tier, right? Um, and it, it's you, actually you play Druze because you want to play Infinity Hard Mode. That's why. That's why you play them. Yeah, it's there's genuine like there's genuine utility in that, right? Where um, it perfect. Perfect, like 50% win rates, 100% across the board is actually like you don't want major outliers, but um, it, it is genuinely useful to have the occasional, like not joke faction, but um, Magic the Gathering does this really, really well where they, they, they purposely build, they design cards that are not competitively optimal, but do something that appeal to people's sense of uniqueness. Um, and that it's like important to remember that the perfect game design is not every faction has a 50% win rate. It's every faction has something about them that's compelling and interesting and unique. Now, I think like in the case of French Ariadna, um, the only interesting thing about them is that they are the hard mode of the game. Uh, but hey, Julian has taken them to an event and beat up new players. I'm not sure if he's played them since the new um since the since the update has dropped but yeah he, he was playing them for for a good amount of sort of earlier this year and has not lost a game with french somehow selective selective target acquisition that's the, yeah that's also and as as a bit of a a bit of a conclusion as well i think it says something that what's that like 5 sixths of the game or more is in these two solidly playable tiers. I'm pretty comfortable mm -hmm. with that as a conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's that feels about right to me. Like this this big even melange, like, yep, combined army are very good, nomads are very good. Um, but then like all of this is very good, and even the B factions are if still you, playable. Still like playable, interesting. And if you tell me if you like, once you get to the bottom of the B factions, and someone says, "Oh yeah, this one an event," I'd be like, "That's interesting," but I wouldn't be that surprising. It's just like, "Cool, tell me about that." So yeah, all right, we've just clocked in at two hours and two minutes. Um, I hope people in the audience and watching this on YouTube and listening to this after the fact have enjoyed it. Nick, thank you very much for the opportunity and for like calling my bluff and and um, making this be a thing that happened. Um, Anytime, Rob. I've, I've had an absolute pleasure. So All thanks right. for uh, thanks for 
coming on. And we'll call it a night there. Have a good evening, everyone. <laughs>